this episode, something has got Sean quite riled up. And I found myself sort of yelling at the podcast, right? Oh no. And this is the bit where I <laughs> this is the bit where I started to get annoyed. Well actually so this is where bit. you're yelling. You're I'm yelling now I'm now ranting. I'm going, what? You can't say that. Looking at the biodiversity of this planet by only focusing on the mammals and, and forgetting about the insects. If you want to change a culture, you've got to change the stories that are told. And this is one that you know, sort of popped up over the Christmas period. And this story actually comes from the early days of the Beatles. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan. And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. And hi, Sean. It's great to be back in the recording Happy New studio. Year. Yeah. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Um, here we are. 2022 and fingers crossed it's uh it's a good year a good year i don't want to say Absolutely. too much no no <laughs> but, we don't want to put the mockers on ourselves that's right uh, but we've started the year with some really good news so just this morning Sindon, our uh, our marketing head of marketing called both sean and i and and told us the great news that we've had over a hundred thousand downloads of the podcast and we hit that uh, yesterday. And so it's a great milestone for us. And thanks very much to everybody for listening in to the, to the program. hundred thousand. They, they put some pressure on us now, Mark. Um, yeah. There might be a couple of people listening. It's gone up from two people to three people. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, those people are sure, certainly listening to those episodes a lot. Um, now, just a reminder on how the, the podcast is structured. We'll talk about a business or we'll share a business story something that you can potentially use yourselves. Sean and I will talk about why that story works, how to make it even better. And then we'll talk about the business applications of the story. We'll finish by giving it a, little, a score out of 10 and hopefully avoiding the number seven. So yeah. we, want, we uh, want to help you add to your, uh, you know, your repertoire. This is what yeah. it's all about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so now that I've explained the structure of the, of the podcast, we're going to ignore it. Well, no, we're not going to ignore it. We're just going to change it because something has got Sean quite riled up and it's worth talking about it because it'll be a nice little segue into the story that we'll then share with you in today's episode. So, Sean, what has got you fired up? Well, this doesn't happen very often, Mark, but uh, yesterday I was driving along in the car listening to a podcast and I found myself sort of yelling at the podcast, right? You know, like, Would this qualify as road rage? Well, it's sort of an internal road rage of some sort. But what, what was happening, I was listening to a podcast, an ABC podcast called Future Tense. And in their latest episode, and we'll put a link uh, down below so you can listen to it, they had an episode on storytelling. And it was um, four people on the, on the episode, uh, different specialists in storytelling, you know, or communications talking about not only the, the, the positives, but also the you know, the, the cautionary tale around storytelling. So well, what, could I just test, are they yeah. talking about storytelling or are they talking about business storytelling? Well, it's, it was, it was morphing, right? You know, it was sort of more like community storytelling, how to, how to change people's minds and, you know. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, but right. stuff that can definitely be applied. You know, kind, kind of use of, use, use of story as a social medium. Yeah. Social uh, good. But the thing that got me, riled up is is something that uh it was one one little anecdote that one of the guys told it towards the end he was sort of saying in the us that um 
you know, like for the last four, four months, they've seen this real change in those people who are, who are hesitant to take the vaccines. And, and he said what had happened was in those communities that were hesitant, they had people who went off and got the vaccines and, you know, that, that experience, you know, sort of realised for a lot of people that, oh, no, it's okay, you know, it's all good. And then he finishes by saying, and, you know, and this really had nothing to do with storytelling. Oh no! And this is the bit where I <laughs> this is the bit where I started to get annoyed. Well, actually, so this is where bit, you're yelling. You're I'm yelling now, I'm now ranting. I'm going, what? You can't say that. Um, and of course, you know what I'm saying is, yeah, but what about the stories that those people told? You know, who got the vaccine and it was all good. How do they play out in this model of storytelling? And it, it really occurred to me is that uh, there, there's this view of storytelling is that it has to be stories that are made up or crafted or, you know, beautifully put together plot structures, probably using the hero's journey. Or, but you and I, we're not interested in that. We're interested in these small stories, you know, the little stories that get told and triggered, you know, the sort of story that people would be telling uh, out of that vaccine hesitancy scenario yeah, exactly. would be Those like, things. yeah, they'd, they'd be just sort of saying things like, uh, oh, I got my uh, vaccine yesterday. I got a bit of a sore arm, and but other than that, I'm pretty. I'm feeling pretty good, right? Yep. The smallest yep. of stories, right? Yeah, it just reflects such a narrow view of story. That yeah. that comment. It's a. It's incredibly narrow. It's a, such a limiting view. Well, to me, it's sort of business it's sort of, people. Yeah, it's right. It's sort of like looking at the biodiversity of this planet by only focusing on the mammals and and forgetting about the insects. Yep. Right, we're, we're kind of interested in the insects as well, and that's that's where all these small stories are. This, it, by comparison, in numbers, and probably in impact, those small stories, you know, would be magnitudes greater on both yeah. both accounts. Yeah, imagine where we'd be without bees. Exactly, going back to that. Yes. So, so anyway, so it's just a reminder to all our listeners is that. Don't think that just because someone's talking about storytelling, you have to have these beautifully crafted stories, you know, lots and lots of small stories that help make a business point. At the end of the day is this idea that if you want to change a culture, you've got to change the stories that are told. That's how culture changes. That's how people do things differently, act differently in an organisation. And that's yeah, what Not by making up some fictional thing. Mm, well, right. that often, if you're trying to shape a culture, then it'll often work against you if you try and create some fictional thing because it won't be authentic. People will see through it and yeah. they'll just call bullshit and move on. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, that was that was the thing that got me going yesterday. So I thought, what better way to celebrate, you know, a, a, a small story is to tell another one. And and this is one that you know sort of popped up over the Christmas period which I thought could be useful to people in their organisational settings. Okay. And uh, the background is that my wife uh, bought me a new book, which has got two volumes and it's all the lyrics of Paul McCartney. Right. So, you know, it's, it's quite a, a hefty uh, bit of reading, but what was lovely about it is for every song, he reminisces about that song and what was going on and essentially tells a bunch of stories about, you know, the Beatles or Wings or, you know, his, his life collaborating with people all around the world. And, and this story actually comes from the early days of the Beatles, right? 
So the four of them are, uh, you know, they haven't really became super famous yet. And they're still got their van that they used to drive up and down the UK with. And they're in the van. They're heading out of London. It's pouring rain. It's, it's, it's terrible conditions, icy road. And as they head north, they actually slide off the road and down into a ditch. They don't injure themselves, but they're sort of getting a bit worried about how they're going to get back on the road so that they can meet, you know, the next gig that they have to do and, you know, get, get back to work, et cetera. Right, and so the lo- van's stuck. That's right. The van's stuck. They can't go anywhere, right? And there's no cars zipping past to help them out. They're just in the, the middle of nowhere, um, you know, in a, in a tough situation. Anyway, there's, there's a little bit of tension starting to build amongst the group. And one of them sort of says, hey, look, let's not get stressed out about, about this. Uh, something will happen. And this little idea became kind of like the philosophy for the Beatles, right? This, whenever they got into a, a tight spot, they couldn't quite see how you know, they might resolve it. To bring the pressure down, to, to relax a little, uh, everyone would, one, someone would just sort of say, hey, don't worry about it. Uh, you know, something will happen. And I think that's a, it's a nice uh, little byline for any leader, you know, who wants to bring the temperature down a little bit and, you know, sort of um, uh, get them a bit more relaxed to, to know that, hey, we'll solve this problem. Something will go on. Do, do you know which one of the Beatles said that? Well, in the retelling, Paul McCartney uh, says that he doesn't can't quite remember who said that, right? Right. So, who knows? We all who have knows? our favourite beetle. We could just give that favourite beetle the, uh, you know, the the the, uh, the words in his mouth. George. George, of course. I think George is the most underrated beetle. So, well, he, he got he got a bit of a hard run every now and then. But yeah. I tell you what, one of the that lovely um, documentary that's just come out, you know, with Peter Jackson. Uh, six hours of the Beatles uh, creating the Get Back um, uh, album. And anyway, the nice, th- nice thing about that, you kind of see that attitude in the, the making. Very nice. Yeah, well, we should talk about this story. Okay. What do you, re- what do you reckon? What do you like about it? What's, what stands oh, well, out? I, I love that it's a, that's a short little story um, and that it's easily retellable, right? Yes. I can picture the fog. I can picture the, the slippery road. I can picture the car in a ditch. I can picture them standing around, scratching their heads, going, what do we do? So it's, it's really a, quite a simple and effective story. Yeah. I, I, and it very, it's a great example given what you were ranting about. Yes, yes, and it all connected. I, I think the fact that any story that has famous people, super, especially super famous people, is it can actually be a very good story because you don't have to explain much. I can just say the four of them. I don't have to say George, Ringo, you know, et cetera. You just say the four of them and most listeners around the yep. world will know who they are, right? Uh, yeah, so very, little, very easy. It almost has the features of a fairy tale, you know, where you in a fairy tale you just talk about the king or the princess or the, you know, and you fill in all of the details because we kind of know what the stereotypical um, you know, caricature of that is. Mm. So, yeah. I think yeah, too, so it's, it's, a, it's a visual story as well, right? Yeah. That helps. Yeah, it makes it very, yeah. As I say, the things that I remember the, the, or the things I liked are those visual, the mm. things I could picture. Yeah, yeah. So, so for me, one of the ways that you can 
amp that up is to uh, talk, increase the stakes. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. You know, they were standing around, they're freezing. They've got no food. Rain's falling. Uh, yeah. So just amp it up a little bit. Um, increase the... Was there any of that in the story? I tell you what, I tell you, no, the story is quite slim, you know, about essentially what I said was what is in the story. Uh, But you can imagine all those things happening. And um, I was just, what do you think of the idea of accents? Should Uh, someone try accents in a story? You reckon that's just a... uh, I'm going to qualify my no. Yeah. Some people are fabulous at them. And, and if you are fabulous at them, go for it. But you and me, we are not. And so, <laughs> I mean, I can do a bit of a, a, bit of a South African accent, but no. <laughs> Don't go there. Don't go I'm not going to go there. No, I, I think it's a bad idea to try and do accents uh, unless you're good at them. Yeah. Yeah. They require some practice. If you're I mean, a Jimmy, you just Jimmy say, Fallon or something like that, you'll oh, be okay. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but you could just say, you know, just imagine they're, they're there and they've got their Cockney accents. Cockney? Liverpudlian. Liverpudlian. Okay. Sure. <laughs> um, okay. So, what do you reckon then in terms of places to use this in a business context? What 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 that sound like? Can you can you imagine where, where you would use it? Uh, just where. Something's gone wrong. You can't see you, you or your team can't see a way forward, and people are getting stressed. Yeah, that's the scenario, isn't it? Yeah, and it's yeah, a sort of a light-hearted. You know, you're not you're not trying to make too much of it out of that story, are you? No, and so it, it, it's it's de-stresses. Right, it just takes the the tension. Okay, Beatles. You know, something will happen. Okay, so. Let's think about this. What are we going to do? And yeah. you kind of take the problem solving out of a stressful situation into a bit more of a calm situation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I think that I can't think of too many. Maybe there's another element of it, and that is, yeah, maybe teams need a bit of a philosophy. Maybe you can tell it from that perspective. Yeah, and, yes. You know, yep. you know, if not a philosophy, some principles. And so, you know, that, that would be an, an example of. You know, a team of four, uh, and they're and they're roadie, um, you know, with a with a principle that they apply. Yep, uh, that sounds good. Cool. Well, shall mate. we give it a rating? Yeah, go for it. Tell me. I'm going to give it a seven. Oh, get out! <laughs> My first seven of 2022. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I really, I'm, I'm a bit of a Beatles, um, you know, sort of fan, I guess. And so for me, I, I like, I love this story. It seems so simple and so basic in so, so many ways, but I'm going to give it a solid eight. This Whoa. is a story I've told already multiple times. And it's so interesting, Mark. The very, there's sort of like a, a slow burn on this story. So when you tell the story and you sort of go, okay. And, and, and then they sort of said, well, something will happen. You can see people just looking at me going, uh, what does that mean? And then you can see the ticking over and the smile then sort of slowly grows like, ah, oh, get it, right? So it's, it's one of those types of stories. You know? It's not one that hits you immediately. I right. think it sort of grows on people a little bit. 
Fantastic. Well, okay. So what are we, is there anything we need to share with our listeners, Mark, uh, before we finish up uh, things that are happening in 2022 that uh, um, people need to know about? Well, keep an eye on our events page, uh, anecdote.com forward slash events. We regularly publish our our public programs, Storytelling Leaders, Story Powered Sales, and the there are already a number of programs scheduled for January and February uh, 2022, and we, we're going to set some, some additional ones. So if you're interested in attending, um, yeah, have a look at our events page and come along and join us and learn more about this business storytelling hey, and learn about why Sean was ranting at his, <laughs> at his radio. Um, and there is also one other thing we've just added to our website, and that is a link right at the top of the website. There's a link to what we're calling the Anecdote Academy. And if you click on that, you're able to see some courses that we are delivering online that you can, they're self-paced and self-organized. Just have to click through. The one that we've just finished is called uh, Explaining a Change. Okay, there's a change going on in your organization. How do you do it simply? How do you do it with a story in a way that will stick? So uh, check that out. I'd love to he- hear your feedback. Just pop it in the notes here in the, in the uh, podcast. That'll be great. Fantastic. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And, of course, we're going to be getting another episode out, ch- out to you in a week's time on how to put your stories to work. Bye for now. Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.